Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close. A little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Book Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. We are on episode 201. It's the one after the one where we did it live and we all got a bit silly and we all took the mickey out of Susan for saying Fanta. Uh, but we've got Fanta. We're all here this evening except for Gareth. Gareth's not here. So we'll say hello to John. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, very posh. And hello, Susan. Yes. Oh, hello. Oh, well, well done. I know you're in a different time zone down there in London. Uh, <laughs> slightly delayed. And hello, Katie. Hello. How are you doing all? I am good. Excellent. This is good news. Uh, we've hit December, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I know. This all, is exciting. My all... Christmas decorations are up. Yeah, I did Mine's notice been this. up since last Friday. Oh, yeah, I did Mine's notice been up that since there's been some Christmassy stuff going on already. I think John posted his about the 3rd of September or something like that to say <laughs> that he'd put his tree up. Uh, Susan, any sign of Christmas decorations? Uh, no, unfortunately. No, we but... don't either. <laughs> it's coming its way, don't worry. We did our first bit of Christmas shopping today. Uh, believe it or not, we haven't even, and it wasn't even presents, it was just advent calendars. There we go. So, uh, we are miles <laughs> behind everybody else at this moment in time. We bought the kids some Haribo advent calendars, which we thought were quite cool. Different to chocolate. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we might need to do some Christmas shopping soon as we're kind of at that point. Anyway, what is going on this evening? The reason we're talking about Christmas is because tonight's episode is all Christmassy because uh, we are talking all things Christmas uh, for two reasons. One, because we want to give you some Christmas gift ideas very much like we have done uh, sort of in the past. But also uh, myself and Katie since the last episode have both been lucky enough to have headed out to Disneyland Paris and have enjoyed all of the Christmas offerings they've got out there. So we wanted to do a recap and, and kind of cover all the Christmassiness that is going on out in Disneyland Paris for those of you who are toying with the idea of going or have got a planned trip or are just interested in really what's going on over there over Christmas. So uh, that's basically the plan for this evening's episode. So I think if we're going to do Christmas, means we need Christmas music, doesn't it? Yay! Most Just, definitely. Most definitely. What have we got for us? What What have I got for you? Yes. What 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 Christmas music have I got for you? Well, I thought Christmas-wise, we'd head to uh, Main Street USA to start off with. There we go. Doesn't it remind you of being on Main Street? There you go. So I've got some Main Street music for you. There you go. It's probably Christmas. If we do not get some Shantz in a while in this episode, now I thought about putting this in, right? I thought about putting this in, but one of the things I realised, which I'll talk about later a little bit more, is that at Disneyland Paris there was no, there wasn't really any Shantz in a while. Not true. Not true. There was there was a hint to it, but unless you know it exists, yeah, that's true. You need to know the song. Anyway, so we have got 
three categories really of Christmas gift ideas that we came up with. Uh, we've got kind of your cheap, everyday, normal, not too expensive presents. We've got your expensive presents, and we've got your you're so ridiculously rich while you're listening to this show presents, um, which we're going to share with you. We've got some different ideas between us. Um, <laughs> So, let's start off with our kind of like cheaper, almost not quite stocking filler, but you know, that sort of idea. Um, so, we'll start off with, well, we'll start off with John, because John has got about 12 in each category, I think. Um, oh, no, I haven't. So like, we left sent us an essay with all of his earlier. Anyway, go on, start us off with one of your cheaper kind of stocking presents that you might have for somebody. Um, so I started off with, and I've got a couple of these myself, and they actually make really good presents, and mm-hmm. they're really good collectibles as well, so if someone's kind of just started collecting them, or someone wants something to start collecting, I've gone for the Pop Funkos, mm. uh, the mm. Disney characters, because they're nice. really cool, they've got bajillions of them, so there's definitely going to be, you know, it's not hard to find out what your, your friends or your family's favourite Christmas uh, Disney character is. Um, and just pop it in, in as a little a little gift under the under the tree or in the stocking. I did and they're only that. about 10, 10 to fifteen quid. They're not particularly so, expensive, are they? No, they're a nice price. And usually, if you go into places like they have them in the Disney store, so they have them in the official places. Yes. But if you go to somewhere like um, comic book shops, uh, they tend to have them just a little bit cheaper. They're usually comic about nine ninety nine well in there. Comic cons as well are a good place to look for them. I've been to a few comic cons where they've had deals on them and stuff like that. The stalls. Yeah, exactly. Really good. Has anybody else got any of these? Uh, I have a Mulan one. Have? I don't have any. What happened to it? See? Hint, hint, Alan. What happened to it? <laughs> Susan, what happened to it? You said you had. You... No, I said have. Oh, have. I thought you said have. I was going to say, what? I was going to take it up. You knew something. I've... I was like, oh my see, God. See, I had this. I got. I started to buy Vinylmation and got a little bit addicted. So I thought, I can't start buying these, these as well because... Um, I just don't know what I'll do with them. So I refused to buy any. And then one of my <laughs> students from work bought me an Elmo. Um, oh, cute. So I've got an Elmo pop, who is actually quite cool. I can see him right now. Uh, but I haven't got any Disney ones because I just sort of... If I start buying them, this is all going to go horribly wrong again. Well, I can tell you now, if you go to popinabox.co.uk, they yep. have four, five for £40. Bargain, there you go. That's a really good Bargain. Present. Okay, so that's or your cheap one. We're not sponsored, by the way. No plug. No, no plug. Nope. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, there we go. So pop in a box. Uh, okay, Katie, what have you got for one of our kind of stocking filler presents? So mine was to go for like a Disney fan mashup type t-shirt from somewhere like T-Fury or QWERTY. There's loads of these different sites that do them. They're great, they are. Um, and some of the artwork that you get on these t-shirts is really, really cool. And I think the other thing that's really good about it is that you can get lots of mashup t-shirts. Yes. So you might have someone in your life who's a Disney fan, but they're also really into something like Game of Thrones or um, Avengers or something like that. And you can get web kind of fandoms collide on these t-shirts and they're really cool and they're only about 11 12 pounds yeah they're not expensive i've got sort of probably four or five now that i've collected from them and they're really cool and you can get pretty much any fandom that you could dream of you can get mashups of these t-shirts and they are really cool the only thing I would say about them is uh, some of them come directly from America. So if you are thinking about getting them for somebody for Christmas, you need to do it sooner rather than later to make sure they're here in time. I've got some great ones. I've got uh, a Finding Nemo one, which is um, Nemo on the side of a milk carton. 
and it's got uh, lost on it. Uh, I've got a, I've got one with um, I think it's Mufasa hanging from the pocket with um, scar over the top, trying to peel his fingers off. I've seen that one. That's really cool. I've got cool. that one as well. Uh, I can't. Wait, I've, cool. got, I've got a couple of others, and I've got a Walking Dead slash Doctor Who one, which is a completely different thing. Uh, but yeah, they are great quality actually, and they're really unique because they're kind of the ones that you wouldn't obviously find elsewhere because they and they're usually only available for like a day at a time yes. and then they w they'll come around like a few weeks later they or whatever so they're not always available um, um, which makes them good. unique as well yes definitely makes them unique uh, okay Susan what have you got um kind of sort of jumping on with John in terms of getting collectibles or something you can always get someone yearly yeah so um of course like you can't go wrong with a calendar and I love a good Disney calendar to yeah. sort of, you know, especially if you have like, say, like one member of your family will always get the calendar every year. Just so then you know, like, it's just, it's a tradition. You can make it something between you and one of your family members. So I'm a sucker for a Disney calendar. Okay, so this calendar. I mean, there's, you can't really fit them in a stocking, but, it, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's a cheap present though, rather than the size of it, size of it sort of thing it's the price really mm. um, yeah. that can be the gift that keeps on giving because i've got framed um pictures yes. from disney calendars I've got, in um, my house the, mm -hmm. the disney and calendar, they make great prints the disney calendar i bought this year specifically works like that so you actually tear off the date at the bottom and it becomes a calendar and it's old attraction posters Oh, that's think, cool. Yeah. So that's I put that, in, cool. uh, put that in Disney World and it's fantastic. So they'll be framed and things. Uh, so I've got that. Um, my cheap one. Okay, first one I thought. Now, we all, of course, know that Star Wars is coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks. Most of us have booked our tickets. But if you've got somebody who is a Star Wars fan, but due to the fact that they've got Christmas coming up and they're very busy, etc., etc., they haven't got time to do it, why not, as a Boxing Day treat, book tickets to go and see Star Wars at the cinema. If you want to, you can go to kind of one of the director's lounges and do it nice and posh in the big comfy seats and surprise them with tickets to go and see a film that they've always wanted to see but not been able to go and see and do it on the, the next day or two days later or whatever. Uh, just something simple, not complicated at all and just be a nice polite chance to chill out and see the new Star Wars movie. That was my simple one, uh, which is uh, nice and easy. Uh, John, what else have you got on your cheap list? That, that's, I only had one cheap. You only had your one cheap, okay. Yeah, uh, I only had one cheap. It's my uh, reasonably priced ones the list starts to extend. Okay, so that's your cheap one. <laughs> yeah. So um, what else have you got, Katie, for any kind of cheaper ones? Um, I had a couple of other ones. So one is something that I got last year, which was a Disney-themed adult colouring book. Oh, cool. Um, which was quite cool. And I took it on holiday with me, and it was great just to kind of pass the time by the pool. Um, so I got a couple, actually. I got one that was all Disney princess-themed. Yeah. Um, I got a Harry Potter one, which is obviously not Disney. And I got one that was just, like, classic Disney. Okay. Um, so, like, Lion King characters and Aladdin characters and that kind of thing. Um, and it was great just to pass the time colouring in, and you end up with quite a pretty picture at the end That's of it. Cool. So, so, how many have you coloured okay. in now? I've done a few, mainly only when I've been sitting by the pool. Um, but I really loved them when I opened them. Mm. And I think you can get them quite cheaply, um, and they make a nice little stocking filler okay. type present, awesome. I think. Um, um, Oh, on, I had right. one other one. Yeah, well, My other one was maybe slightly more expensive for a budget one, but it was bespoke mini ears from somewhere like Etsy, or you could even have a goat making your own. Yeah. 
um, so that you can theme them to whoever you're giving them to's favourite character or favourite film, that kind of thing. I would okay. love something like that. Excellent, that sounds good. Did you have any other kind of cheap ones, Susan? Um, for me, just I love a classic mug, classic Disney mug classic from the Disney mug. store. Not so they're, they're cheaper cheap, but is that what you like, call them these days? You calling them a classic mug? That's not very nice. Classic mug. <laughs> Classic Disney mug. Oh, classic Disney mug. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the one other thing that I thought of for a reasonably cheapish present is um, for those people who are into their Marvel and are getting into their Marvel more and more, one of the things I've started to do is obviously the films are related to the comic books, but the universe is slightly different and things don't work in quite the same way. Um, I've been trying to go through the kind of past editions of... Um, the comics and that sort of stuff to understand how the, the whole world sort of fits together. Uh, for those of you who have seen Thor Ragnarok, uh, you will know that in it there's a whole section to do with um, Hulk and him being this kind of fighting warrior and all this sort of stuff. And I, I discovered that actually half of the story is based upon the comic book story arc of, um, of Planet Hulk, which is where... Uh, Hulk has been banished to a planet and he becomes this fighting warrior while he's there and eventually he, get, he escapes and comes back to England, oh, England, to the world. Um, and uh, a friend of mine has lent me the Planet Hulk book and it comes in a graphic novel. So it's all of the, it's kind of almost like a compendium of loads of different comic books all in one book. And you can get them online for like anywhere between sort of nine to 12-ish pounds and they bring all of that particular story arc together and if you've got a, a marvel fan something like planet hulk that sort of idea might be worth getting hold of it's not particularly expensive and uh, it would be good for somebody to um, to enjoy i'm just looking on here now uh, planet hulk omnibus edition uh, you can currently get online for 10 pounds 78 um so it's pretty cheap to be able to get hold of something like that and do something like that. Um, so that is my other cheapish one. Okay, so we've got some reasonably priced ones then. So um, who wants to start off with the reasonably priced uh, ones? Anyone? I'll go, because I've go got ahead. three. Okay, you got three. Cool, okay. Um, so my first one would be uh, the recently launched UK Pandora Disney Charms. Yes. If you've ever been to the American parks, you've seen that they've been available for quite some time, but only this year they were launched in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. They've got quite a large selection, um, everything from Belle's Dress to Frozen Ones to classic Mickey and Minnie, um, and they're all reasonably priced. They're all around the price of a, of a regular Pandora charm, so anything, anywhere between 35 and 55 pounds um, you can get some that are as expensive as 100 pounds i think that was cinderella's carriage yeah which looks lovely um but you know they're all around 35 55 pounds um but you can actually get some mini charms that are also as low as 15 pounds so they're actually really really reasonable and the choice is is massive mm. so if you know someone that's you know a disney fan and has a pandora bracelet it's a really kind of a, a nice personal charm um or if you know somebody that's always wanted one um this is a good way to kind of start them off okay yeah i love that absolutely love that hmm, i like that idea that's cool so Pan disney pandora charms okay uh mm. susan um i've gone for i know me and katie spoke about this 
don't know, it must have been about a year ago when it first launched. It's kind oh, of like... I know what's coming. <laughs> um, with uh, Disney and Kath Kidson, the new range that's come out is the Mickey um, collection. And oh my god, I want every single thing that's on this collection. I agree oh, with this. Oh, thank you, Katie. I mean, walked into the store, I went, oh, I'm so sorry to my wallet because it's going. I mean, down to like the cushions and the mugs, the different colour mugs you can get. And it's yeah. not just Mickey, which is great. You've got the sort of Fab Five that are on there as well. Um, and the, I mean, the price ranges aren't that bad. You're looking between sort of 30 to 150, sort of within sort of the bags, the mugs, the purses, the backpacks, and sort of like the pajamas and skirts. So yeah. if you're someone who likes their shabby chic and Disney, like myself and Katie, <laughs> then definitely it's the one to go for, I think. Definitely. Great good looking choice. stuff uh, in the new kind of Mickey edition. And the 101 Dalmatians was pretty good. There was some nice Peter Pan stuff. So uh, the Peter Pan stuff was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So and yeah, Tinkerbell kind of reminded me of the 25th anniversary a little bit because yeah. it's a bit of yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. That's cool. I like the sound of that. Um, Katie, what have you got in our kind of reasonably priced category? So my reasonably priced one was actually quite similar to your budget one. <laughs> so our budget may be slightly different. Okay. Um, so it was, obviously Coco is out in America at the moment, but it doesn't come out in the UK until kind of mid-January. Yes. Um, so mine was a kind of cinema experience in like a local independent cinema. And we've got a great one here in Newcastle um, called The Tyneside, but I know that other cities have very very similar places and mm. um, where you've got a big comfy sofa you've got a bar and um, you can get food like proper meals served there and um, so i thought it would be really nice to get tickets to go and see coco in a really like lovely environment yeah. and if you want to beef the present a little bit disneyland paris have got some absolutely fantastic coco merchandise at the moment and um, so you could kind of if you wanted something to open actually on christmas day any of the t-shirts or jumpers or mugs that they've That's got at so Disneyland Paris at the moment there. are amazing. They're so good. The massive amount of Coco stuff they've got out there at the moment. It's just Coco everywhere right it's now. Huge amount. <laughs> I've bought the mini ears, but there was a t-shirt that I wanted. There was a jumper I wanted. There's some absolutely amazing skull-shaped mugs. Um, there's some other mugs that have got like Mickey and Minnie on them yeah. in like Dia de las Muertes outfits. That it's amazing. Yeah. The choice is absolutely brilliant. So if someone gave me tickets to go and see Coco in January, plus what any of any of the fantastic merchandise that they've got, I would be over the moon. There you go. That'd be awesome. Uh, I am going for. Uh, well, you can kind of. There's two ways of doing this. You all are aware of the new attraction that's opening in Orlando on uh, the 16th of December, which is the Star Wars Secret of the Empire experience, the virtual reality experience. Uh, of which is currently priced at twenty nine ninety five per person aged 10 and over. But I bet you're not aware, or not many of you are aware, that not only is it opening in Disney World, but it's also opening in London. And on the 16th of uh, December, there is going to be a 12-week opening in the Westfield Shopping Centre in Shepherd's Bush. It's priced £30 per person 
and it's obviously closed Christmas Day. But at the moment, I've been looking at times and, and bits and pieces. There is so much availability. Now, we only discovered this just before we started recording, actually, that it's coming to London. My original idea was that you could get somebody some tickets for when you go out on your trip to, uh, to Walt Disney World. But at the moment, uh, it's looking like most days it's running from 10 a.m. Uh, and the last entry is 9.15 p.m. So you've got sort of 12 mm. hours-ish, just under a day. Uh, I think it's supposed to be between a 30 and 45-minute experience. So obviously, that, that works out. Oh, it's quite long. That's yeah, long it's, 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 a, it's a decent length. I'm, 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 sure they said, I'm sure they said it's supposed to be around about half an hour for the experience. Um, mm. And uh, obviously, it's uh, it's something that's going to be massively different. I can't believe it's opening in London. Uh, I am. I yeah. can't wait that we've just been having a mess text message conversation with gareth who apparently has just <laughs> rearranged his entire life just so he can get down there uh but it's it just looks like it's gonna be amazing it does say you should allow at least at least 30 minutes for your time at the void um so it's a reasonable time to be in there it's 30 pounds if you do it in the uk and uh it is uh 29.95 dollars so it's slightly more expensive to do it in the uk but Obviously, much cheaper than just flying out to Florida. Uh, if you go to thevoid.com, and there is a link at the top to Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. They do all sorts of different ones as well, but obviously this is the one that, that you want to consider. But as a reasonably priced item, uh, I didn't think £30 was too bad. And for a pretty awesome experience, I think that that would be coming. And make sure you go to the Shepherd's Bush Westfield and not to the Stratford one. No, Shepherd's two Bush, yeah, two completely different things. So Shepherd's Bush Westfield, not Stratford mm. Westfield. Uh, yeah. I want to be there. I want to go. I want to go now. I want to go. Uh, we'll be expecting our thank you card from Disney for this promotion and our tickets in the post. Yes, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you, Disney. That'd be thank great. you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, right. So that's my... Oh, we'll uh, just be fighting with all the other people to get spots now. Yeah, that'd be what it is. <laughs> now, we've just told everybody uh, yeah. that I want to... Anyway. Yeah, because you don't have to book your time. So does that mean times like you know slots can go quite quickly? Then do you think? Uh, well, you do. There's up to four people that get to experience it at one time. So you go around in a group of four. Um, oh, okay. So I don't know. That's going to be incredibly popular. So oh, yeah, I would imagine it is, is going to be up. It does quickly. say you go around in groups of four, and if you're less than a group of four, then uh, they will um, group you with some of the people. Mm. Yeah. But it sounds amazing. Bit like when you do the crystal maze. Yes. So, uh, John, what else have you got on your reasonably priced? So, my other reasonably priced uh, is going to take us over to Disneyland Paris. And if you have someone there or you can actually do a bit of Disneyland Paris home shopping, um, it's the Disneyland Paris A to Z guide that they sold in conjunction with the, um, the anniversary. It's uh, 50 euros... No, this is the one thing I have to say. You don't get annual pass discount on it because there's some law in France that stops books from being discounted. Yes. Oh. It's really weird that they wouldn't offer discount on something like a book because it's educational. They don't want anyone to yeah. read. That's what, that's, that was what <laughs> I took from it as well, Katie. That's what I took from it. But um, if anybody does have it, um, then they'll be able to, to confirm what an awesome book it is. The A to Z is amazing. Um, it's not a replacement for the one they did for the 20th, that has to be said. It's kind no. of more of a partner. Hmm. Uh, so if you've got the 20th anniversary one, don't think that 
everything that's in the the 25th anniversary is the same because it's really not um and it's a really 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 good uh, insightful book to the history of of disneyland paris uh, and the 25 years up to the 25th anniversary uh, so if you're a disneyland paris fan or even just a disney parks fan this is a nice little piece of disney parks history and knowledge um, and they are still available well at least they were when i was there at halloween i've seen them in some of the shops still there so you can still get them awesome so that's your one have you got any anybody else got any more reason to repriced no um, other ones? Mm, well i have oh no go for it, go I, for are it. you sure john yeah okay uh well i think i said this in the last uh, time we did this last year um and adam you can and i think I've, you, you've mentioned it before because you've got one yeah i still really want the lego disney world castle i haven't got one i've got a friend who's got one and i helped build it oh, yeah but, but you helped build it yeah i helped build it oh yeah i don't think any of us have got that yet 300 ish pounds i think yeah that, it was 300 your, 289 pounds is that your reasonably priced one <laughs> Clearly. I would love that, but where would you put it? Well, that's it's the thing. so big. Well, that's the thing. We built it's it. It's massive. We built it, finished it, and went. I have to break that up now and put it away. Can't stay anywhere. <gasps> so we broke it all up and put it back into bags and put it away. <gasps> Which would be oh, so heartbreaking. I can't even do that. The puzzle. Then I'm in like a Lego castle, having to put it down. If I bought that Lego castle and built it, Taylor would literally just be like, you've got to play with it every day. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care that you're a 35-year-old grown man. You have to play with that castle. Fine, mummy. You're, get, you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't object. What you should do is... I'd be, using my, I'd be using my Lego Disney minifigures to make a parade as well. <laughs> 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 Which happens at, happens at three o'clock every day. Every it starts in the kitchen. Tune in live on Twitter for yeah. today's parade. Depending on, <laughs> depending on where you are in the house, depends on what time the parade comes past. Frank could stop late. It's super glued together, then you couldn't you couldn't pull it apart. <laughs> I um, couldn't I, if I couldn't build it and then take it apart. I couldn't bring myself to do that. Okay, fair enough. Right, so uh, let's move on to the expensive gifts then. So this is these are the gifts for the people that you really love. Um, the ones that you want to spend a little bit of money on. Uh, so who wants to start us off on our expensive kind of gifts? I don't mind starting. Go on, Katie, start us off. So the one that I've chosen is, it's only expensive because I would want so many of these things. Oh, wow. So okay. that's, that's <laughs> there, is a, there is a set of kind of dining plates and mugs and things that I have coveted for years I've wanted these for such a long time and they are available on the Disney Store UK website now. They are Walt Disney World collection and they're Beauty and the Beast plates. Oh yeah. Um, there's a full collection of them. So there's plates, there's side plates, there's kind of serving platters, there's a mug, there's also a teacup and like a little saucer. Um, and so the reason I've put this in my expensive one is that the plates are £12 each just for one plate. So if you were to buy a full set of, my dining table seats six, so I would need a set of six of everything 
it would be quite expensive, but they are absolutely beautiful. They have Lumiere on them and they have like little um, phrases from Beating the Beast. So one of the little side plates says, try the grey stuff, it's delicious. And the um, plates obviously have Be Our Guest and things like that written on them and they are absolutely beautiful. But I'm guessing to buy the whole thing, you're looking at a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, it's quite expensive for the whole set, I think. I'd but it is too. beautiful. They are great. And I want it. Yeah, great sets, definitely. Okay, uh, Susan, what have you got? If if that last one yeah, was supposed to be reasonably priced, I'd rather think where you're going with expensive. So what have you got? Well, I thought that I thought it went down in price. I swear I've seen it go down. So, Maybe not. Oh no. Anyway, <laughs> let's carry on. Um. Well, kind of going on sort of the back once again with the uh, Kath Kidson and fashion choice. I've gone I've gone for a regular choice and the Disney collection they've got going on in their shoes. Because Oh, would you wear them outside though? Well, I think the only time that's why they're going in the most expensive range because it I wouldn't wear them all the time. That's why so I I think I would only wear them if I went like Disney. Like they're they're like if you're going to wear you wear those That's not shoes. a comfy park shoe though, is it? No, it's that's not true. Particularly well, if you were going out, like in terms of, if you're going out to, I don't know, the one of the restaurants and stuff like that in an evening, maybe they are amazing. Oh like, yeah, they and are they're, amazing. They're, they range from like 130 to 200 pounds. The shoes, they are wow. amazing. That's amazing. I could not walk in them. I would fall over. But they look in terms of. The the heels actually not that like it's quite thick heel, so it's not like it's it's quite That's thin true. that you'd be wobbling all over the shop. That is true. I think I they can... do some flats as well. They do a yeah, they do flats. flats. Even the they flats do. are about one hundred and thirty pounds as well. I can bring myself to spend three hundred pounds on a pair of shoes. I've seen quite them though. Expensive range. <laughs> Have you seen them though, John? Because I think you might. No. <laughs> John, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google them now. John, <laughs> however, can I just say? Well, them. I've just looked up the Lego Castle. Yeah. Yeah. And currently on the Lego shop, it is two hundred ninety-nine pounds. So it has in fact gone up. Oh, oh that wow! Is not bad. Okay, that's inflation. Expensive range. That's going to the expensive range. So these are Kath Kidston shoes. No, they're a regular choice. Oh, I've heard of a regular choice. You can get the heels sometimes. You can get the ones with, I think, is it Cinderella's car like carriage inside? Right. Like the heel is her carriage. And okay. they're doing Miss Piggy ones as well now. That's good. Have you seen I've them, seen, I haven't seen those ones. I've seen some nice Cinderella flat ones mm. where they've got um, Jack and Gus Gus on them, which they're really cute. I'll be honest with you. Here we go. I'm not a massive fan of them. I think they're quite ugly. Oh, well, I'm, shook. I'm shook. Oh no! I'm quite Those ones with that. Alice as the heel—they're horrible. No, this <gasps> is this is now caused major stir. Although <laughs> I will add, the flat ones are actually quite nice, but the ones with the heels are vulgar. They're very out there. The, the one with Cinderella in the clear heel. That is disgusting. <laughs> I sort of agree. I'm not a huge fan of the heels, yeah, but I'm not a fan of heels in general. Drip a shoe gone to the next level. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so uh, now we're trying to describe um, shoes. shoes on the radio. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is this? That's it. What is this? What's going on? Uh, okay, so um, I'm going to go for my smaller for too expensive. And I have to thank Gareth for this because Gareth put me onto this. Uh, and that is that Lenovo have partnered with Disney and Star Wars. You might notice it's a bit of a theme in my stuff. Uh, which uh, they're, they're creating something called the Star Wars Jedi Challenges. Uh, it's costing £249. Uh, you're able to get it from Argos, from Game, and from Curry's PC World. And um, what it is, is it is a home virtual reality set. And uh, with the, the set comes a virtual reality helmet... Uh, it's called the Lenovo Mirage AR headset. You also get a lightsaber controller and a tracking beacon. And the idea is that you use your phone and use the app on your phone. And um, you can play all sorts of different things. So you can have a go at lightsaber battles against people like Kylo Ren. There's also uh, hollow chess, which is if you've seen A New Hope, they kind of play this hologram chess. And you can actually play hologram chess. Uh, with um, your lightsaber control and that sort of stuff. Uh, and there's also like a strategic combat kind of game that you can play as well. And obviously you do all of this with your VR headset on. Um, it looks like it would be a lot of fun. Uh, an awful lot of fun. Uh, so you've got, um, like I say, you've got the tracking beacon, the lightsaber controller, and then you've got the AR headset. And you have to have Bluetooth connection, Bluetooth connection with your phone. And you can use it with all iPhones down to an iPhone 6. And then Samsung Galaxy S7 seems to be the oldest. You've got the Google Pixel you can use it on. And the Moto Z2 Force Edition and the LG G6. So it works with all of those different headsets. Uh, and like I say, it is available from most of your kind of high street retailers priced at £249. It does look pretty damn cool, if I'm honest. Um, it does look cool. I was really impressed that you can play hollow chess. Now, how, uh, how much fun it genuinely is in real life, uh, I couldn't tell you for certain because I don't know. Uh, because it's £250 and uh, I don't have just a spare £250 to sit around to just play and let you know. But if anybody does want to send me one, that, I'm absolutely fine with you doing that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is available, widely available uh, on Argos, etc, etc. So £250, there you go, give your Star Wars uh, friend something really cool to play with. Uh, okay, what we got? Uh, John? So I have... This is a bit of a a random one there is a auction company in the states i believe they're in california yeah. called the van eaton galleries and i don't know how they do it but every now and again they get the best collection of disneyland and disney world items so we're talking really rare things like 1964 park maps and uh, cast member uniforms um, now this is going to make it sound like it's super super expensive and some of them are you know you can get a space mountain car on there for 36 grand who hasn't who doesn't want to buy a space mountain car for 36 grand but they also do have some cheaper things so if you go for like the park maps or attraction posters or opening day invitations to disney attractions you can get really cool parts of disney park history mm. and really cool disney 
park memorabilia for around $100 to $400, which in UK money is anything up to £300. Um, and I think that's kind of really good to get something that's really unique, what total one of a kind. You know, how many how many people have Space Mountain cars in their house if you've got that kind of money to spend? Mm. But um, it's 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 the pretty, pretty special. One of the things I seen on there was a replica of the hanging portraits, uh, the stretching portraits from the Haunted yes. Mansion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And they were done in a, as a tapestry. Um, and only 999 were made of each tapestry. Uh, so they're really hard to come by. Um, they're 37 inches by something. They were, they're pretty massive. Um, and they've got the bat, the bat steins on either side of it being yeah. held up with a... Not stein. What are they called? The bat... You know the ones I'm talking about. On the railings as yes. you go into the... As yes. you come out of the... When you're in the portrait gallery. Yeah, I don't know what they call them, but yeah. Stanchions. Yeah. They're called do. stanchions? Yeah. And um, they've got them, you know, that was $200. That was the start. I mean, to be fair, okay, it's an auction, so that's the starting bid. Um, but they do give you a rough guide as to how much they think they're going to sell for. So you could always make sure it's within your budget. But I think if you want a really unique gift, that's a good mm. way to go about it. And they do auctions. I've seen several of their auctions this year. So they maybe do about five or six a year. So they're always coming around. Okay, that's cool. I quite like that. It's something a little bit different. Awesome. Um, right, Susan, have you got anything else? Yes. Um, now, in terms of the price, you would think I should put it in the other, like the one, the previous one. But in terms of, as John, going by John, just the uniqueness, and it's so hard to come by. Um, I've gone for the uh, Taylor's Oldest Time Tea experience in the uh, Kensington uh, townhouse in London yeah. just because I know it's not as expensive expensive but it's so hard to come by that you know it's it, it's more the the, sh the sheer strength of trying to get a ticket it's, it's going to be the most it's the hard hard to come by than just the money if that makes sense yeah so just that experience alone I put it yeah, in yeah. So it's kind of expensive in the sense that it's it's rare rather than the cost. Yeah, because they have only a certain obviously amount of spaces obviously per day, and they don't. It runs regularly, but not as regularly. So they'll do it in sort of seasons. So they've just done their Christmas season. I think the next one doesn't open up until like end of January, I believe. Right. Okay. I think I'm gonna have to double check that. Um, and then it will just carry on like you know, so it's not running constantly. Um. And I still would love to go because I I don't I haven't gone and I don't know no one who has gone. Does anyone know who, who's done the experience, the Taylor's Oldest Time Tea? No, no, I don't know. I haven't done no, it, but I, I know a couple of people who have done it, and yeah. they said it was absolutely amazing. There you go. Okay. Um. Okay. Anybody else got any? Oh, I've got one that's kind of around about when you combine everything together. It's probably around about the hundred pound mark. Right. Um, and this is a little bit niche, and I actually think, Katie, you already have one of these. But it's I think I might have a budget-friendly version of this. Do you? It's a lamp burger burner with a... <laughs> just stick with me on this. With a fragrance called Amber Powder. Now, if you buy a proper lamp burger oil bur uh, burner... Lamp burger. Plus Here we the, go. <laughs> lamp burger, which is L-A-M-P-E... 
burger, B-E-R-G-E-R. Yeah. Um, their amber powder fragrance plus a wick. You're looking at about £100. Oh, and that is basically the fragrance that they pump into the Disneyland Hotel in Paris. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, and it is wow. exactly, it is exactly it the that same smell. So I do have this, but I have a slightly more budget-friendly version of it. So I have the exact same um, scent that you've just said. So it's the Lampburger um, Amber Powder, which you can buy on Amazon for about £15, the actual scent. Um, and instead of using one of the proper Lampburger oil burners we use a reed diffuser which you can get for like a fiver of course, um, yeah. and it does exactly the same thing so our living room smells like the disneyland hotel all the time so there you are katie's just taken my and, pricier one and turned it into a budget no, and i actually got yeah. that for christmas last year from alan and we always we have a tradition that we open one present on Christmas Eve, and he made sure that it was that one that I opened, so that we could set it up on Christmas Eve, so that on Christmas morning, the living room smelled like the Disneyland Hotel. Cool. So that's another little extra thing you could do. And everybody loves the smell of the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, it is lovely when you come yeah. in. And you're like, wow, ah, yeah. Disneyland. Hit ya. Yeah. Okay, so that's yours. Um, mine, because um, I'm sticking with this clear Star Wars slash Marvel theme. Um, how about a brand new Lego Millennium Falcon? Uh, if you've got a loved one who is loving Lego and is loving Star Wars and you have a limitless budget, uh, you can buy the 7,500 piece brand new Millennium Falcon for a mere £649. How much? £649. How big is I've it? Heard it is massive. I didn't realise it was that expensive. That so makes the castle, castle like, insignificant. Uh, I came across it in Disneyland Paris last weekend. They've actually got a fully constructed version in a case. It is genuinely bigger than my head. Right, I would want to be for that price. I was going to say the castle's bigger in your head, and it's half the price. It is absolutely massive. It is phenomenal as well. Absolutely amazing. The details. You say it's it. worth it. Is it worth six hundred forty-nine pounds? No way no. in a million years. No way in a million <laughs> years. But it is the the amount of detail that is on it, and the amount of time it would take you to build, uh, is crazy. You get um. Han Solo, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, and C-3PO. You also get older Han Solo, Rey, and Finn. Uh, you get a BB-8 droid and two buildable Porgs and a buildable Minook. Um, you get exterior features uh, such as a lowering boarding ramp, concealed blaster cannons, four minifigure cockpit with a detachable canopy, interchangeable round and rectangular sensor dishes, upper and lower quad laser cannons, and seven landing legs. That's just on the exterior. You get all the interior stuff as well. Which I could continue listing off forever. Uh, it is seven and a half thousand pieces. Uh, if you actually go onto the Lego website, uh, you can actually download um, the the instructions, the building instructions for it. Uh, now, bearing in mind you've got um, seven and a half thousand pieces, the booklet is ridiculous to to download a print version of the booklet from the website is just short of 85 megabytes alone so you can understand just how big this thing is uh, i'm just opening it up now so i can tell you how many pages it's got on it uh it has got let me just see 
468 pages for instructions. Oh my god, that's like bigger than War and Peace. Yeah, 468 pages. It comes with, let me find the final instruction. Uh, the final instruction is instruction number 1379. So as you can see, it's a fairly hefty... Uh, What's guy. the age range on this? <laughs> the age range on this is old. Uh, the age range on this, <laughs> let me have a look what it says for age range. Because uh, uh, a six-year-old would just, like, go off on the t on the tenth page. They'd be like, uh, I ain't having this. It doesn't actually... Oh, here you go, 16 plus. Susan right. John would go 16 off on plus. the tenth page. And, and it, does, <laughs> <laughs> it does say, and it warning, choking hazard for small parts... Keep away from children aged zero to three, uh, which you would Just do. Keep away from children. Just keep away from children. Stop. stop. Yeah. So it's it's an ultimate collector series. Yeah. It's 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 a big one. This is really Lego big. finally cottoned on to the fact that kids don't really play with Lego, isn't it? Yeah. Hello. They've gone. Hang on a minute here. Kids can't afford six hundred and fifty pound items. No. But adults can. Yeah. So let's make stuff for adults. Stuff for adults instead. Yeah. We love it. So there you go. That is an immensely large. Uh, guide. It actually even has a page on how to pick up your uh, your Millennium Falcon so it doesn't fall apart. I have oh, the same question as I had about the castle. What would you do with it? You'd put it somewhere where you have a very large space. <laughs> because it is a very large model. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. Was it in the Disney, the Lego store you see there? Yes. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't there when I went. They would have had it's there. fairly recent because it only came out in October. So, uh, um, but there's a very clear development in the quality of the um, Millennium Falcons throughout the years, and the size of them as well. Uh, the last one, 2007, had 5,200 pieces, so it's a yeah. Really I thought they'd already one. done a, a yeah. Millennium Falcon. Yes, but this one's a much, much, much larger scale. Uh, there you go, there's my expensive one. Uh, anybody else get any more expensive? Is that your money can't buy? No, 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 no. I've, I've, got a, I've got a money no object one still. Oh, in yeah. which case then, yeah, Same. I'm done. Yep, You're I'm done. done. Okay. Uh, money no object then. Uh, go on, I'll start with the money no object. And uh, having, and it kind of, it will lead into what we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, but it's if you've got uh, money, no object, and you want to do something a little bit different, and you're not quite sure what to do, then why not book yourself into the Disneyland Hotel at Disneyland Paris over the Christmas season, stay in the, the hotel for Christmas, go into the parks on Christmas Day, enjoy all of the Christmas entertainment that is currently going on. And I know it sounds like a bit of a cop-out for this one as a money, no object thing, but and it will become apparent when we talk later about the Christmas entertainment and stuff. Uh, it is so Christmassy and it is so entertaining and it's so enjoyable that I think it would just be a great Christmas. Something a little bit different, something a little bit out of the ordinary. I dread to think how much it's going to cost. I'll be honest, I haven't even priced it up. Uh, but uh, I'm going to do it while we're talking. I'm going to price up the Disneyland Hotel on Christmas Day while, while we're talking. Um, and that would be mine, basically. Just money can't buy. Off you go. Enjoy yourself. Kind of holiday to, to Disneyland Paris. Nothing easier than that. There you go. Uh, so, what else? What else? Everyone else got? Mine's on a bit of a similar kind of vibe, I yeah. guess. Only I didn't want to limit myself to Disneyland Paris, so my okay. no money is no object 
gift would be a round the world trip visiting all six Disney resorts in the world and staying in whatever the nicest hotel is at each one. So the Miracosta <gasps> and the Disneyland Hotel and the Grand Californian, all of them. And I would probably, if money really was no object, I would probably want to spend at least a week at each resort. Minimum. 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 <laughs> yeah, more at Walt Disney World because a week's obviously, not enough. Obviously, you have to do more. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously. Fair so. enough. Okay. That's the dream. <laughs> One day I'm going to do it. One day you're going to do it? Yeah, there okay. you well, well. <laughs> it is on my list of things to do. John, what have you got on yours? So, again, it's a very similar line. Uh, mine would be to take the one that you love to the original Disneyland Park in California in the summer next year, staying in the Disneyland Hotel for a week. Um... Having stayed in the Disneyland Hotel, I can tell you it's very expensive. Yeah, it is. Um, so we, we we managed to afford three nights, but to stay for f a week in June, I've actually priced this up. Here to stay go. for a week in June, so I'm going to hazard a guess and say that this is going to tie in with you around the opening of Star Wars Land. Yeah. So I'm going to say that Star Wars Land opens. I I priced up the middle of June because that's my birthday. But let's assume that it's going to open probably before that, around that. It's yeah. £3,306 for mm. seven nights yeah. in a standard room. Wow. That's, that's hefty. That's a lot of money. That's Does that hefty. include the tickets as well? Nope. Tickets would be another £490. <laughs> Jeez. And your okay. flights would be another £1,000. You're looking at about five grand. That's mad. That's but, nice. you know, money's no object. Well, exactly. You know, who, who cares? Yeah. Money's no object. Really. And that's only a five-day ticket as well, because they don't do seven-day tickets. That would be a steal compared to my round-the-world. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Fair enough. Absolute you, what, you, should, you should just take it one further, Katie. And when you're going from Paris over to uh, to to Florida, you should just do a Disney cruise over I was well. going to say. Well, you know what? Yeah, I would. I want to do that transatlantic one. <laughs> The transatlantic you know, one, one would be cool. Yeah, the one that's like the relocation cruise. Yeah, that would be cool. That's the one. It takes like 10 days or something. Is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah, it's so cheap compared to the other one. It is really I priced cheap it up once and it was like 700 quid. I was like, I could do that. It's because you're so long at sea. Yeah. Yeah, there's not as many stops. Like, you have like lots of sea days. But if you want to experience the ship... Then that's totally fine. See, I think that's what I would do if I was on a Disney cruise. I'd be like, I don't really want to go and see Barcelona. There's so much to do on the ship. Yeah. Because isn't it all inclusive stay anyway? On the ship. Yeah. Yes. Everything but alcohol. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, Susan, what have we got? Well, I was just going on the basis of that, like, if money's no object, then I'm kind of a billionaire, which means, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get a membership to Club 33. Okay. So, I'm going for Club 33 as if money is no object. That's a good shout. That is a really good I'm shout. I'm surprised, John, that's not in the shout for you. Oh, I just couldn't be bothered with the 10-year waiting list. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, here's your present. You can have it in 10 years. <laughs> I'm sure you can buy your way to the top of the Oh, list. I bet you can oh, if you're a billionaire. You there you go. Money's no object. That is true. Uh, that's cool. I like that. Right. So while we've been talking, I've priced up my uh, Disneyland Paris trip. Some roll. So uh, this will be travelling out, uh, flying out, including transportation, uh, 
to the resort on Sunday the 24th of December. So you're out there Christmas Eve. Flying back on New Year's Eve. Uh, again, including transportation. This is for stay in the luxury suite at or luxury rooms at Disneyland Hotel for two adults with tickets and breakfast. It's a mere... £9,896.74. You'd want to add on the extra to have a Christmas-themed room. You'd want the Christmas tree and all that. That's about another 500 quid, isn't it? Yeah, then? so we're looking at, about, <laughs> looking at about 10 grand. <laughs> you priced it up quite quick there, Adam. Have you, heard, have you done this before? It's not yeah. your first rodeo. I've booked it. Uh, <laughs> that's why. It's, it's actually something I've booked. So we're going for is Christmas. That, that, I'm assuming that's for this Christmas. That's for this Christmas, yeah. Yeah, I imagine if you were book it for, to book it for next Christmas, yeah, it probably wouldn't be, cost quite as much. It'd probably be more like 9000 rather than 10000 yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> let's, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's, right. That's obscene <laughs> amounts of money. It is ridiculous, isn't it? it None is of us said do... we wanted a house at Golden Oaks. <laughs> no, that's you could true. do it. My oh, why don't I do that one? Oh, man, I've not thought this price. through. Right, start the episode again. Let's try again. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> right, so... Um, Talking about Christmas and talking about Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Hotel and all that sort of stuff. Myself and Katie have been lucky enough to have headed out to Disneyland Paris over the past couple of weeks and enjoyed all of the Christmas entertainment that they have on offer. So what we thought we'd do, without giving too much away, is sort of go through all the Christmas offerings that are on. So which part are we started in, Katie? Um, should we start in the studio? Yeah, we'll start in the studio because studios has got the sort of least of the Christmas stuff yeah. that's going on. So um, there's two major things really that are happening in the studios with regards to Christmas. Uh, you've got a stage show called Sing Me a Merry Christmas. Now you're going to have to talk about this one because I kind of saw this as we were passing. I didn't actually get a chance to watch this properly. So do you want to kind of explain a little bit about what uh, Sing Me a Merry Christmas is all about? Yeah, so I think this is a good one to start with because out of all of the Christmas offerings that they've got, this is probably the least good, I'm going to say. It's not bad, so I'm going to say least good. So basically this is a little stage show on the stage that they've got set up outside Tower of Terror and it's a sing-along show. Um, so it's got Disney characters in and it's got a little cast of cast members who are like dancers um, it's got some really questionable songs in. John had warned me before I went that there was some weird song about texting your loved ones. Don't Christmas. forget to charge your phone and text your loved ones at Christmas. <laughs> and John was That's not wrong. Right. That was a song. That was a weird. real song. Um, so, but yeah, I there was just... some kind of questionable song choices, I would say. That's also in the Disney World Christmas show as well. It's on their castle stage. It's a bit weird. It is it's a little a bit, bit weird. weird. Um, so I didn't I didn't hate the show, I did enjoy it, but I did only go and see it once, whereas the other ones I really wanted to go and see them again. Yeah. Um, but it's quite fun, there was quite a little crowd and they've got like karaoke um, kind of bouncing words at the back on the big screen so that you can sing along. Um, yeah, it's it's fun, it's worth watching once, but it's, it's not a must see. No, it was okay from what we saw from it as we were passing as well. Uh, so that's the sort of daytime Christmas event that's going on. Uh, you've also got the hashtag Noel Superstar that's going on if you put pictures up on Instagram and Facebook. We put one oh, up. Yeah, we got on the screen loads. You got on the screen loads. We didn't because we found that when we were there, it was scrolling around photos from three days before. 
We uh, had that. We found that it was a bit of a mix of quite old pictures from several days yeah. earlier and really recent ones. So we tried it, but I don't. We didn't see ourselves on the screen. Whether or not we did actually appear, I don't know. But we did try. We saw ourselves about three or four times, but we only managed to catch it on camera once. Yes, yeah, so we managed to catch it. On we camera. did it as well, didn't we, Katie? When we yeah, went we did. Yes. The force. Yeah, and we saw you with the stormtrooper up on. Yeah. The oh, that's cool. Just yeah. as we came out of Cinemagique, and I tried to get a picture, and I was just too right. Yeah. Um, so that's that going on, fun. and that's, that's up on the fun. screen uh, and scrolls around on the on the stage. Now, just to say that the stage, what they've done with it is amazing because obviously it usually looks kind of dull and Star Wars esque, and they've completely changed the look of it. They've made it very Christmassy. They've put sort of snow hanging over the edge of it. And you've got kind of a fence around the side, so it looks very cartoony in style as well. But I think they've done a really good job on on what they've actually done to make it look like it fits in with the season um, and the thing i love about that is how high that stage it's is really it's high. really quite high it's crazy how high it which, is but it's great because it means when you're watching a show on it it doesn't matter if you're not at the front no, and if there's people in front of you you can still see what's going on on that and stage which is, is really good a good thing for goofy's incredible christmas that happens in the evening uh, so, Goofy's Incredible Christmas is a nighttime show which uses projection technology on Tower of Terror and also uses the stage in front with characters. And it's a whole story about kind of Goofy and Christmas presents. And it's very difficult to explain because not a huge amount happens, but a lot happens at the same time. Um, now, this is on at park closing time. Uh, except for when we were there, it said on the Saturday it was supposed to be at 7.45. Now, we arrived at 7.30, and just as we arrived, it started. So, why it started 15 minutes early, I really don't know. But there's going to be some incredibly annoyed people who would have arrived at 7.45 to have missed it. Because it had been done 15 minutes early, but there you go. Um, I really enjoyed this. I loved this. It was one of my favourite things. I absolutely loved it. It's so cleverly done. Uh, it's not particularly long. It's not particularly complicated to understand. It's just so very, very clever. And it, again, it's very Christmassy. They use the Toyland song quite a lot from Babes in Toyland, which I remember Gwen at one point turned to me and went, where is this song from? I just do not know this song. Um, so obviously if you're not a big Disney fan... It's you been in the Disneyland Parade. It has been in the Disneyland Parade. It was, out, it was yes. in a part of it, wasn't it? But um, it is a song that you kind of... You wouldn't necessarily kind of click and work out where it's from uh, if you didn't know. But... It's such a good show. You have to see it. You must see it. If you go and see it in the evening when the park closes, you'll also have time to head over to um, go over to Disneyland Park and go and see what Gwen lovingly calls fake dreams. Um, so you still have time to go over and see Illuminations um, or fake dreams, which I actually think is quite a funny name for it. Um, and you also will have time to go over and see the tree lighting ceremony and all those bits and pieces as well. But you must see Goofy's Incredible Christmas because it's so good. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's really good. good. I absolutely loved it. And that has Sean Noel in it. That has got Sean Noel in it, yes. It does have a sort of nod to it, doesn't it, uh, in the middle, uh, which is quite cool. Right, heading over to the park, uh, Disneyland Park then. Uh, the first thing is a couple of character meet and greets. Now, one of them I really like. The other one I'm really confused by. Um, so... You can meet Scrooge McDuck, which is awesome. And I got the op if I was really lucky, I got the opportunity to meet Scrooge McDuck twice. I queued and met him in his 25th anniversary outfit, but then went for breakfast at Plaza Gardens the next morning and also met him in his traditional Scrooge McDuck outfit, which was really cool. Um, I was really jealous of that. It was amazing. It was so good. He came I've, won, I've met him in Christmas outfit and I've met him in 25th, but I've never met Scrooge. 
in his, in his yeah and he's my brethren he's from my mother my mother he is, he so. really is it's funny because um it was very different characteristics the two we met so the one we met in his 25th anniversary was all being cheery and nice the one we met at the breakfast he was very much screwed he was asking for money and all <laughs> sorts of which i said to him please put it on your bill um <laughs> which i think he got the joke uh and then he shook my hand and i said that is that a deal that i've just taken over your uh your vault in Duckburg and he, he shook his head to say no so it's a shame I thought I'd become rich oh. for a, moment. That, a little tip there as well for people is if you manage to get a hold of the 25th anniversary chocolate coins that they have around the resort if you hand them to Scrooge at the meet and greets he loves that ah that's good to know good that's cool. nice like little that. bit of fun interaction with I Scrooge like that. that's cool uh, so we've got uh, Scrooge McDuck is out now we've got Thumper and Miss Bunny. Okay. Should be out at Easter. Yeah, I, I queued for ages this. to see them. They're like the only Why? ones I bothered with. But Miss Bunny's out at Easter. Why is a Miss Bunny out at Christmas? I don't understand. Well, I think it's just so that they've got someone new. But the reason that I queued for them is because one of my Disney Christmas jumpers has Bambi has on the Bambi front. Right. So I queued to meet them for probably a bit. A bit too long. Probably about an hour and a half. Just Um, because I wanted a photograph with my Bambi jumper. Oh, I've got to tell you, this this is one of the best stories when we were there. So we were queuing uh, and we got to the front and they asked us to stop. And they said, could you stop? Because we just have a priority family who need to come in and step in. And I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So obviously this family had two young children and they took their autograph books and they rang up and gave them a big hug. And mum was like, come on, come on. Can we get a photo, etc., etc.? And then they got the photos and they came back the books and mum turned around and said goodbye to Donald. Oh no! Right. Say goodbye no. to Donald. Howdy. And Scrooge stood there looking really upset. And she looked at a book and went, "Scrooge McDuck, is that not Donald? <gasps> kids, it's not Donald. Kids. It's not Donald. Donald kids. Kids. Going. It's it's somebody called Scrooge McDuck. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Just kill me now." Kill me now. That, yeah, clearly not fans. I was like, oh, it's. But then I say, I sent you guys a text because Gwen said, so what? The, so the only difference between Scrooge McDuck and Donald is the fact that he's wearing glasses. At that point, I nearly got her thrown out of the park. <laughs> uh, she would have just stand with that family. Go I'm stand sorry. That yeah, go and stand over there in the corner with that family and think about what you've just done. Um, so <laughs> go back to the hotel, yeah, please. Get, get out. <laughs> Uh, so there was so anyway yeah uh, the other one is Jack Skellington and he is meeting as sort of Jack Santa Claus and I genuinely that's cool he was so good because we um, we didn't wait for him but we kind of caught him as we were walking up to Phantom Manor and he was out and he was walking away doing his Jack walk as he does and he was shouting things at people and and Gwen tried to get a photo of him and he just shouted make sure you get my bad side as he kind of marched off. He was brilliant. He was so good as Jack Sparrow. Uh, Jack Sparrow, Jack Skellington. So, so good. Um, and I think kind of his, because he can obviously speak, his guest interaction looked like it was fantastic. So I kind of, I half kind of kicked myself for not going to see him because he was such a good Jack. Uh, so there you kind of character meet and greet. There's also Marie as well. Oh, there is. You yes, there is. Well done. Yeah, Marie as well, uh, which again, I find another bizarre one for Christmas, but hey, you know. Oh, she looks um, cute, though. She, yeah, she does. And there was a lot of people queuing for it. There was a big queue for her. Uh, right, so let's go through the Christmas offerings that we've got. So Frozen There's Sing- another character. Ooh, There's another missed. character at the studios. You can meet Santa Goofy. You no, can. That's cool. Yeah, you can meet Santa Goofy. You're right. We did miss that one. Yeah, Santa Goofy was... Uh, I, I didn't see very much of him, actually. I think as we were coming in, he was disappearing off for a rest. 
We didn't meet him. The queue was too big. Yeah, yeah he's in the front. He was in the front lot, wasn't he? Yeah, out in the front. Uh, which is cool. Um, so moving on to the show. So yes, Frozen Sing Along was back, and uh, it's the same old, same old uh, as we've had before. There's nothing really new there. Um, they've got the new projection screen up, which they use for Enchanted Story. I forgot what it's called. Enchanted Forest, um, which is cool. We've got. We'll start. Well, if I was going to go in order of best to least, I know for a fact that my order will be different to Katie's order. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've discussed this already. So, Mickey's Magical Christmas Lights. Uh, did you see that, Katie? Yes, Well, right, we'll did. start with that one then. So, Mickey's Magical Christmas Lights uh, happens in front of the giant Christmas tree down in Town Square in Main Street, USA. They've kind of got a stage that uh, they've created and Mickey comes out with some sort of Victorian-esque looking dancers and they sing songs and they um, eventually light the Christmas tree. It sort of lasts about 15 minutes or so. Um, What's it called this year? Mickey's Magical Christmas Lights. Oh, I think it was, was called that as well last year, wasn't it? I thought it was just called the tree lighting ceremony. No, yeah, yeah, that's a couple of years ago. They used to have the tree lighting ceremony, which was a few years ago, and then they changed it. I think it was last year. Might have been the year before. To Mickey's Magical Christmas Lights. Is that what it was? Okay. Now, it was, for me, it was okay. It was nothing that I went, oh, this is amazing. And it was Agreed. about them lighting the Christmas tree and, you know, and then they did a few songs. And But I wouldn't say it was anything that I went, oh, I must, must, must go and see that again. Um, My problem with it is that it is really nice. It's really good. But the tree lighting ceremony that they used to have... Yeah. Made me cry so every single time. Yeah, it was, it and it was it was so much better. It had no characters in it. It was just a voiceover by Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. You could watch it from anywhere around the tree. Yes. Um so you could watch it from Main Street, you could watch it anywhere in Town Square. And it was so much better. And this one is good and it is nice, but you have to be in front of the tree because yes. you have to be able to see the characters. Um, and so it's lost, it takes out all of that viewing area. And it's kind of taken out a little bit like that, like you say, that kind of nostalgic, emotional kind of attachment to Christmas because it's become very jolly, nicey-nicey Disney kind of uh, style mm. with characters singing and dancing and all that sort of stuff, which, um, yeah, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the old tree lighting ceremony used to be. It's, it's just not. It is good, and you have to see it if you're there. Yeah, you do. For Christmas. What time it is, is it usually good. on? Uh, it's on 6.30. Once, it's 6.30 in the week, and it's usually, I think it's quarter to eight and about 20 past eight or so at the weekends, usually do two. Oh. Um, so that's that one. And the, the only problem is, if you're getting in early enough to see the 20 past eight one, because you think, oh, I must be there early because there'll be crowds, you can accidentally stumble across the end of the previous one which we did and the kind of the effect at the end where they like the christmas tree you can see when you're going to wait for the next one anyway so uh they're a little bit close together but that's by the by um okay time for the contentious one a merry stitchmas uh don't say anything bad about it because i will not be happy <laughs> You cannot like, say anything bad Go stand with that family this. over in the corner. So, you cannot uh, say anything bad about this so, show. It is amazing. <laughs> so, Mary Stitchman says, A magical musical Christmas journey full of emotion, surprises and Stitchmas pranks. So, explain a little bit about, about the story of this then. So, this takes place on Castle Stage and it uses the... It's on the stage 
it still has the same backdrop as for the 25th anniversary shows. It's still got that castle crown thing that turns around. Yeah. And they make use of that. So the, the story basically is that all of the main Fab Five type characters are getting ready for their Christmas party. Stitch is their special guest. He's come all the way from Hawaii to be there, but he doesn't quite get what their idea of Christmas is because Christmas is very different in Hawaii. That's kind of the general gist of what it's about. Uh, and there's lots of singing and dancing and songs that you know and amazing, just amazingness. It's so good. Love it. Okay. How would you describe it? Um, I would describe it as a very traditional Disney stage show which has some great characters in it um, and it was okay. No, uh, no, you're wrong. No. It, it was okay. It was, you know, it was very fitting with the kind of stage shows that we get on the Royal Castle stage, and that's absolutely fine. And I did come away going, you know what, I actually quite like that, and I did enjoy it, and I think it's definitely something you have to go and see. But I wasn't anywhere near as wowed over it as, as Katie was. I um, loved it. I loved the characters that were in did. it. I loved the outfits that they wore. I loved the song choices. Minnie Mouse choices. singing <laughs> All I Want for Christmas With a is microphone You. Like, come on. Um, that was amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was good. You know, you, you, do need to go, you do need to go and see it uh, without a shadow of a doubt. But it's, yeah. It's I, so much fun. Go early. Get a spot it, at the front. For me. Wait, watch it and then wait for the next one. For me, I think it's the DVD equivalent of going to see it at the cinema, but I wouldn't buy it on DVD. Uh, no, you I've not. seen it once. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, did you only watch it, it once? I yeah. suppose you've only there a couple of days. I only watched it? it once. Whereas Mickey's Christmas Big Band, right now, for me, Mickey's Christmas Big Band is one of the best shows I've seen in any Disney park ever. Um, I do you know agree. It, it is absolutely Tokyo. brilliant. Yes, did I they? do know. Yes, yeah. I, the, the kind of the ideas come from Tokyo. It. It's, the thing is, it's it's very it's it's unlike any other Christmas show that Disney have done in the past because rather See, I don't than being, agree with that. rather than it being about a story, Ooh. it's just a concert, and it's a concert full of big band music played by a live band. It's got the most phenomenal moment when Mickey Mouse plays the drums. Yeah, that does look cool. Yeah, it's it just is very cool. Unreal. You know, it's difficult enough to play that when you're wearing normal clothes, let alone being Mickey Mouse and playing the drums like that is phenomenal. It's the music I I love swing music. I'm a massive fan of swing music, which helps. But the the quality of the dancing, the quality of the music, the quality of the singing, the quality of the whole production is just phenomenal. And for me, and we were talking about this, I think it beats Mickey and the Magician. Yeah, you did say that, didn't you? I, I mean, genuinely do. It has yeah. proved hugely, hugely popular. And it really is. And apparently the execs at DLP have been watching it very closely to see if it could obviously not with its Christmas theme but could actually remain in that theatre because now that Jedi, the Jedi show is no longer in there mm. um, they need something to do with that theatre because it's such wasted space um, and it looks like with this they they might have actually hit the nail on the head oh, It's just so, and you could quite easily do kind of a Disney swing show in there, we were when we were thinking about it about whether or not they could extend it. We were coming up with songs that they could do in a swing style, and there's loads of them uh, that you could do. My my worry 
would be that when they did it and they did Disney if they did Disney swing music that they would feel the need to bring characters out every time they you, did a different song yeah and it would I lose agree. what it what is so special about it but the we saw this twice um, because I you know it was just so good it, it was, is brilliant I'm sounding like I didn't like this show and I absolutely loved it I really did love I think it. part of the issue I have as well is I saw this and I was so wowed by it and then we went and saw Mary Stitchmas kind of straight afterwards. And I'd still got this absolute kind of wow factor from Mickey's big band that I then saw Stitchmas and went, oh, oh, okay. Well, that's a shame. Because when I saw Stitchmas, I was just, I literally had the biggest smile on my face. I just had so much fun watching it. With the big band one, though, I, I feel like it is. It's so much better than anything that's been in there before, but I feel like it's an evolution of the shows that they've had in there in the past. So they used to have a show called The Jingle Bell Boys, which was actually not that dissimilar. It had a bit less character. Mickey was in it, um, but Minnie wasn't in it, and Goofy and the ones that... the other characters that are in that one. Um, But this is kind of like that plus... I feel it's quite yeah. similar. It's just the songs so, that they play, the style of the show is quite similar. It was amazing. I, I, you can't say a bad thing. It is good. You can't. It is brilliant, and it's definitely worth watching. The theatre was full for you every need to show. Queue. You need to queue early. Uh, the first time we saw it, we sat for an hour before it started, and the theatre was wow. full. And the second time we saw it, we got there 45, 50 minutes before it started, and there was already a big queue that had already formed. So it is massively popular. If you are thinking about doing, you what, do need to. What kind of songs were in it? So it started off with uh, "You Ain't Got That Swing," which obviously wasn't a Christmas one. You don't got, mean a thing if yeah. you ain't got that swing. That you, one. Yeah, that was yeah. in it. Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of started and ended it. You'd got kind of like let a it snow. silent night version. You got "Let It Snow," where it actually snows in the theatre. You've oh, got wonderful. oh man, uh, piano. Uh, oh, that bit is, with Minnie, Minnie is, which is oh, she's bizarre. so sassy. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, she's amazing. She is, but I, the thing is with it, I, I liked it, but I was like, this isn't Christmas. This is just a swing. No, it's not. Uh, See, that's why she is I so think sassy. it's been suggested that it might stay. Yeah, with some changes in it. But it's yeah. it genuinely, and, and one of the amazing things with it is that you've got a live band and you've got live singers, but also the characters sing as well. And obviously when the characters sing, that's pre-recorded. So they're managing to somehow sync up the live music and the live singers with the pre-recorded music. Um, and it fits together seamlessly. There's no point where it sounds like it's out of time or anything. So it's just an absolute marvel the way they've done it. It looks to me from the clips I've seen, because I haven't watched, I haven't, I've tried to avoid everything this year because yeah. I do plan to see Christmas next year. Yeah. And I imagine if these things have been wildly oh, popular, then anywhere. there's chances are they'll be brought yeah. back. And it was by the sounds of it, this will actually just be kept. But from what I have seen, it looks like they have actually employed people who are incredibly good dancers to yes. be yes. friends of Goofy, mm. yes. to be friends of Mickey's, to be yes. friends of Minnie's. They've actually employed them based on their dancing abilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely, definitely. Think, think you're right. Goofy can move in that. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. The last thing to talk about then uh, is the Disney Christmas Parade. 
Um, now, the last time I was in Disney for Christmas, which again was a few years ago, the Christmas parade was kind of like a bit of an offshoot from the main parade and wasn't anything special. I was kind of expecting, having purposely kept away from it, uh, I was kind of expecting that maybe the Christmas parade this year was going to be something very, very similar. I was so wrong. Um, it's great. The music's oh, really good. Now. Yeah, the music's mm. fantastic. All of the characters that are out are fantastic. You got some really rare characters out there now as well. Again, we watched this twice uh, because we wanted to stay and, and enjoy it. It's just such a good show. Yeah. See, I don't expect anything different because I mean, to like them to obviously wow us because they've added a new parade this year. So I expected them to go, kind of go all out with their Christmas parade as well. I think this is maybe another one where I slightly don't quite agree. Because um, I, I really enjoyed the parade because I love a good parade. Um, but actually, most of the floats are not changed at all. And a lot of the characters are not changed at all from what no. there, was there before, what right. was there last year. Um, there was actually a couple of things missing that were there last year that weren't in it this year. Um, the songs totally changed, and that's... I like the new music, right. but I quite I missed the old music. There was one song in particular that used to be in it that I really missed. Was it Cause We Need a Little Christmas? Yes, it was, yeah, that. No, it was Call Out the Holly. Um, yeah. And that's not in it anymore. And that's a song that I really strongly associate with a Disney Christmas thing yeah. because it's I've always heard it whenever I've been at Christmas, and I've been at Christmas a lot of times. Um, and we play it in Disney World as well. well so I've really missed well. that song this year. Because that's not in the parade anymore. Although I did really like the new parade song. Um, but I give you a little history. We're pretty much the same. Can I give you a little history about that song? Yeah. It's not a Disney song. I know it's not at all. It's, it's not a it was originally sang by Angela it's... Lansbury. Yeah, it was. Which one? But I, I really associate um, it with... It's from a Broadway musical called Mame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's what it's from. Oh, also, Glee did it. Yeah, <laughs> I love the game um, version of it. Here's the new one for this year. So you can have a listen. It's such a good song, actually. I, it is I, a good I started, song. It started... I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Here we go. There you go, so that's that's just a little bit of it, and that's not even... It is a great song, I did love it. That's not even the title of the... It's thing. a song that's very much focused on using the word Christmas as well, because oh, yes. you don't really get that in the American parks. It's no. holidays, isn't it? Yeah, it's very much a, a Christmas song. But, uh, great parade as well. Now, I'm about to say something extremely controversial. <gasps> go for it. Are you ready? For the first time? <laughs> having done Disney World last year for Christmas, and having been there on Christmas Day... And having Disneyland Paris Christmas this year, Disneyland Paris is streets ahead of Disney World for their Christmas celebrations. See, personally, I don't think that's that controversial. I think that's really accurate. Now, I haven't done Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, so I'm discounting that because that's not actually... 
part of the kind of main day-to-day -day experiences. But I got to experience all of the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas stuff on Christmas week in Disney World. And they just do not touch Disneyland Paris at all. I agree, especially like the stage show things. Because yeah. I have done um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. But not even stage show uh, stuff. I'm talking about decoration. Uh, I'm talking about atmosphere. Yeah. The, the lot. It just oh, yeah, Main Street at Disneyland Paris looks absolutely... It does. It looks amazing. It couldn't look better. It looks beautiful. Um, Do you think in terms of the atmosphere, it's because... I know it's going to sound really stupid, but at least Paris, it feels cold, it feels winter, yes. it feels Christmassy. Yes, I do agree with you, because it was weird walking around Disney World on Christmas Day last year in shorts and t-shirt and sunglasses. Um, <laughs> which was a really bizarre experience, but... It's just, I think the quality of the entertainment and the amount of effort that they go into, just it's just streets apart from Disney World. Mm. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people will go, what? But that's one of the reasons, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons I put down, you know, the money no object, go to Disney for Christmas, because I, this is just, for me, you know, Disneyland Paris have now got Christmas right. It's just so they good. They absolutely have. I would 100% agree with that. And I've been to Disneyland Paris for Christmas for the last four or five years in a row now. Um, and this is definitely by far the kind of biggest package of things that they've had. Which um, and it's all really good quality. Can I just add? I, I, I was telling you guys about this last night, but mm. I didn't tell you the developments, did I? No, no. If but... if we don't go, <laughs> if we don't go in March, we're going to go to Paris for Christmas and go to Disneyland Paris on Christmas Day. Wow! wow. Have you ever done Disneyland Paris mm -hmm. on Christmas Day? We're, we're taking steps here. Steps. So, <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Taylor, who doesn't like Disneyland parks. Uh, Disneyland Paris on Christmas Day is amazing. It's uh, Last time I was there on Christmas Day, it was really quiet. And last time I was there on Christmas Day, it was really quiet. And it snowed as well, which was cool. Um, wow. So there you go. So yeah, snow on Christmas Day, Disneyland Paris. That was awesome. Um, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. He'll cry. <laughs> might, might make him cry. You never know. Uh, fingers crossed. So, uh, my tear ducts hadn't closed up. Hashtag Taylor conversion. Lordy uh, <laughs> <laughs> but surely, we'll get him mission, there. Mission Taylor conversion. Um, so, yeah, just if you are on the cusp of should we go out before Christmas or after Christmas in January time before the Christmas stuff finishes, the answer is 100% you need to go. Mm. Because the stuff is amazing. Genuinely amazing. Uh, and I would quite happily go back and just do the... In fact, most of the time, we did Christmas stuff. On top, the only thing we did while we were there, in the two days we were there, uh, as well as Christmas stuff, is we read Phantom Manor, Pirates of the Caribbean, Big Thunder Mountain, oh, which I must say, still not all three effects, and Star Tours a million <laughs> times. Oh, and can I just say, Star Tours, I've got to say this just before we go, before we finish today. Right, so, um, Katie was lucky enough to go out to the Star Tours stuff and do the new Star Tours scenes, which I have to say are fantastic. They're really, yes, really good. Yeah. Uh, and you were told that if you ask for it in English, then quite often they'll let you have it in English. Yeah, we were told it's at cast member discretion. Cast member discretion. But if you ask, there's a good chance that you might get it in English. And we did ask, yeah. and we did get it in English. So I rode it three times. No, four times while I was there. On the first day... Uh, no, I lied. It was three times. Three times while I was there. And... Uh, I asked for it to be in English. I asked the cast member it can be in English, and she went, no. And that's all I got. There was not no because there's a lot more French people in the queue than there are English people, etc., etc. I got 
No. Straight off. I was like, ah, oh, hang on a second. So, I then got from these guys, oh, you should go to City Hall and complain about that. So, I put a little poll out on Twitter, should I go and complain at City Hall? Of which, it was an overwhelming response of 80-something percent saying, yes, I should go. And a lot of people voted. Yeah, they did. Loads of people voted. <laughs> yeah. So, I went to City Hall and City Hall went, uh, I don't know, I will speak to them. Spoke to them and said, yes, it can be in English, but uh, it's, it's not. There's too many French people in the park. Uh, I was like, oh, right, thanks. So, even though I've asked for it in English, none of the French have asked for it to be in French. It's just expected to be in French. said, well, you'll have to go back to the cast members and talk to them. Right, so I went back to Startos later in the day because I still had a fast pass left, uh, which I hadn't used earlier in the day. And I said to the, spoke to the woman who was at the very front of house and said, you know, what's the chances of getting it in English? No, too many French people in the park. You never, uh, but, but there is a small possibility. I was like... Right, okay, so I went in, got to the turnstiles just before you kind of get let in. The man dropped his clicker on the floor. I was even nice enough to get on the floor and pick up the clicker for him and give it to him and say, is there any chance that this could be in English? Nope, there's too many French people. I was like, oh, thanks. And then I got to Martina, who was loading, and I said, Martina, please. I've ridden this ride three times now today in order to try and see it in English. Could you please put it in English? And she looked at me and she went, yeah. And oh, God bless her. So finally, God bless Martina. Martina. Bless her. Yes, she finally Martina. put it in English. And now normally, I don't care, right? And the, and this is the reason why I was so annoyed about it. Because normally, I'll go and watch it in French and it's not a problem whatsoever. The problem is, episode 8 hasn't come out yet, right? So, in the episode 8 scene, there's stuff that are happening. And I'm going, why the hell are we doing that? And what's being said and what's happening here? And I was like, I was so confused. I just wanted it in English. So I could actually understand what was going on. And I'd been quite happy to have written it once in English and then written it in French again. So finally I got to write it in English. And all of a sudden the ride actually made sense. When it hadn't made sense the two times before. It makes before, such I, a difference. I had no idea really why we were shooting at what we were shooting at. And why this was here. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, now I understand. Now I've got it. Uh, but if you're going at the moment until January, it's ju they're just running the episode 7 and 8 scenes together with the little bits. It was really cool. I got obviously the usual start, which is the... Um, kind of stormtroopers and the boxes falling over on them and that sort of stuff uh, I got a Darth Vader start I got the kind of original start and I, that, I got the new Kylo Ren start as well which was really cool um, but yeah we had that the well. new scenes are fantastic so you've got to go and ride that if you're going over there and hope that you get the, the episode 8 scenes and everyone the... ask for it to be in English because if more people ask for it to be in English yeah. then maybe they'll start to realise that actually people want it in English yeah, but this is it. I don't think people know. You know, obviously it's a new thing now. So, but I don't think people know that you can have it in English. And, it's the same with and as, as, as well, we discussed, it? there's so many more English speakers. Okay, not necessarily native English speakers, but there's so many more na uh, English speakers yeah. that go surely than Absolutely. French people because yeah. everybody from the surrounding areas, you know, the continent, understand English before they understand French. So. Absolutely. Well, when we rode it and we did get it in English, we were with a guy called Chris, who is from Belgium. Um, His photographs were amazing. If anybody yeah, and um, Chris runs Endo Express, and Star Tours is his absolute like favorite ride. He lives and breathes all things Star Wars and Star Tours, and he'd never ever seen that ride in a language that he could understand because he hasn't been to the American parks. He doesn't speak French, but he does speak English. Um, and so he, when we went on and we asked if it could be in English, they were actually brilliant with us and they did put it on in English and he was the rebel spy as well. 
But he nearly uh, cried at the end of it because oh, it was the first you. time he'd ever ridden that ride, which is his favourite ride, and actually understood everything that was going on. So go. that's the difference it can make. Yeah, and it genuinely can. And, and like I say, most of the time I don't have a problem with, with riding it in French. It's just that one time when actually I need to really know what's going on to really enjoy it properly. It was the one time they were like, no. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And you said, I don't think it's so much that you know, that we're desperate to see it in English. You know, we've all, certainly for us, we've all been to the American parts and yeah. we've seen it in in mm. English. So we kind of get the gist of what's going on. But it's it's the point blank no. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. where the issue comes in. Yeah. For me personally. A Disney answer, really. It's exactly. Answer, it feels no. very... And John, you also just, said with Tara no. Terra is the same, isn't it? You can ask for Tara Terra also. You can ask for Tara Terra in English as well, yes. So if you um, and usually Tara. I find they're much better there because I just find that the cast members there just love to play with the... And if you, if you play along and you're super polite, they will just do it for you. Yeah, which is pretty good. And so, I've seen the pre-show and the ride had the whole the whole experience in English. Which is cool. Uh, so there you go. So that's Disneyland Paris in a nutshell. And uh, go out for Christmas. Enjoy it. It's amazing. Uh, oh my word. We've, we've we've definitely done a full-on show this week. Uh, we are very close to an hour and a half, which is amazing. So uh, bearing that in mind, it's time for this. Which seems weird as we've done Christmas stuff. <laughs> and now we're suddenly going back to that. Well, anyway, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Katie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Susan. Oh, Merry Christmas. And thank you, John. Merry Christmas. We will be back in a couple of weeks' time for our next show. Where I'm sure we'll try and do something else Christmassy or something entertaining and funny in some way. Uh, but uh, until then, you can, of course, go over to DisneyBrit.com and you can uh, listen to past shows, find out all sorts of bits and pieces to do with Disney Parks. We've put into blogs and all that sort of stuff up. You can, of course, follow us over on Twitter, which is at DisneyBrit, and on Facebook, which is Facebook.com forward slash DisneyBrit podcast. Um, you can email us radio at DisneyBrit.com com with any questions comments suggestions anything like that whatsoever we love to hear from you um, we've got the uh, final few rounds of the disney brit quiz going on as well so if you've been taking part in that or you haven't you can find all that information out over on our facebook page and take part in that if you want to or if you have some comments on any of the christmas offerings we've talked about for disneyland paris or you vehemently disagree with me about walt disney world then of course do contact us and let us know and if you are going over to the new star wars attraction in london and you want to come and review it for us and let us know what's going on please do because we'd love to hear what it is that's happening uh with regards to all of that but uh i don't think i've missed anything have i is that everything uh oh good don't go instagram account oh instagram account which is uh disney brit i believe Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all Disney Brit. All Disney Brit, which is awesome. Anyway, we will be back in two weeks' time. We hope you have a lovely couple of weeks. I hope you prepared for Christmas by the next time you hear our voices. But until then, we'll see you.
sure you know where. Merci. Merci.